So we use a lot of videos um, and video content in general. We've recorded you know, around 23, 2400 videos now. Um, a lot of the videos we do are just with my iPhone. So I just upgrade the iPhone every year when it comes out now so that the video quality gets a little bit better uh, every year. Um, but it's just about documenting your journey and not, not trying to make it perfectly produced. We don't have like bouncing, scrolling images and perfect audio and a whole film crew following me around like Grant Cardone style or something. We don't have... Um, you know, perfect lighting. This was at sunrise in Prague in front of the castle because then there's no tourists around. Uh, this one's right next to the Charles Bridge in Prague because uh, there's less sirens and cars going by, etc. But I go to interesting locations uh, like in Zug there. And um, I found that there was a guy when I was starting my business who was in Ger he was German and he would go around to different banking conferences and he'd always be on like the balcony of his hotel being like, oh, I just came out of this banking conference. Here's what everyone's saying is happening. This is the pulse of the industry. And this was back when YouTube was like a little bit more of a novel thing. And I always thought, man, this guy's always on the road. He's always traveling somewhere interesting and like I should listen to what he's saying because he just heard all these people on stage. So that's where I got the idea from of every time I go somewhere, I try to record three to five or 10, 15 videos or at least a couple and just share an insight like, oh, we just walked away from this deal. Even though we traveled all the way here for it, it just doesn't make sense. Or we just, we just don't trust the counterparty or we just got this deal done or here's what we learned. Here's a mistake we made. This one I was driving between two clients in San Francisco and recorded the video. And you know, I've had more people complain about me breaking laws with that video, but it's one of the most watched videos on our YouTube channel as well. And I actually got that idea from Frank Kern, who would drive around in his surfer van and be like, hey, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, and I figured this out, and here's the four steps you need to do. So just go do it, stop whining, and it'll work for you. you know? And he said that he recorded from the passenger seat towards him, because this was before Uber was so popular, where sometimes you ride in the front. And he said that, well, the only time you ride in a car and you're looking over at a person driving the car, it's your brother or your dad or a good friend. Who else drives you in a car around places? You know, Even if you have a chauffeur, you're in the back seat then. So, um, that was part of his psychological uh, strategy there. Uh, but we use a lot of videos and we encourage everybody to have a video of their founder articulating their strategy, like we said at the start of the day. Nobody has that. Everybody should have that. Everyone who invests with you would rather see three minutes from your founder articulating your strategy than a 40-page pitch deck, uh, for sure. And nobody has it. It's like some things cost absolutely nothing, for sure work, and no one listens and they don't do it. So that, those things kind of blow my mind a little bit, like the one-liner, video from the founder. So when we mention it multiple times, this goes really important, uh, but we don't emphasize it enough, it seems. Uh, yeah, we got another uh, question up here, Andres, if you don't mind grabbing the mic for us. Hello. There we go. Hi, my name is Siraj. Um, this may be way on the realm of what we're talking about, but um, sure. have, is your recent discussions about marketing uh, videos, have you taken into consideration SEC, FINRA rules, now that crypto's coming, or the SEC's coming down on Kim Kardashian for all this stuff and posting right. on Instagram and everything else, how does that affect, if anything, if you're not registered with the SEC or FINRA, um, right. how, you know, what you're going to talk about or how, how anything is going to be? Um, yeah, yeah, good point. I mean, I think uh, the recent one of the Kardashians was like promoting a crypto without disclosing she was getting paid to promote it and just being like, oh, this thing's awesome and just acting like it's like a genuine insight where it was really a compensated push from an influencer. Uh, so like we said earlier, it's always best to over-disclose uh, with InvestorResidences.com. We spent seven months structuring that, going through tax diligence, getting it 506C registered, worked with a law firm that forms 90 investment funds per year, and paid the price to do that right and be able to talk about it publicly. So I definitely encourage people to do 
do that and do everything the right way, of course. But general rule is just to always over-disclose. And usually in our industry, you don't get paid on both sides of the deal. You're usually getting paid just on one side. Sometimes it's okay to get paid both, usually not. And just to disclose to people what's going on, just so you keep that good business relationship, whether that's the letter of the law in your regulated space or not. It's just kind of a best practice to do. So I think that's probably the most important thing. And just to not think, oh, that person's doing it, so I can do it. Well, maybe they took the chance, they took the time to register as a 506C and they make sure all their investors are accredited so they're allowed to do that, right? And there might be little rules and documentation required. So you can't just look afar and be like, oh, he's doing it, so I'm gonna do it. You know. So I think that's probably important to state as well. It's probably, it's probably a lot of um, interpretation of what the content, not interpretation, <coughs> but um, when people are listening to you the content that you're actually putting out, which is more of, you know, you're coming to see investors or deals in a certain country or right. city versus giving them investment advice, correct? Yeah, yeah. You never want to say, uh, yeah, every family office should put 25% in real estate and 10% in hedge funds and everyone should be investing in life settlements at 2% because everyone's situation is different. And saying the word guarantee is like saying the word bomb on an airplane, like that's an amateur, <laughs> amateur sign, right? So there's some things you just don't say and then you always just want to say like, yeah, I'm not your financial advisor. You're watching a YouTube video right now. I don't know you. So this may not be right for you at all. But assuming you have a real estate allocation, this is why we like this area. So adding in little caveats like that to keep it reasonable and not saying the outlandish things. And if you're not sure, then you should ask an expert first and then uh, just over disclose and not guarantee or say like, oh, this for sure will happen.